0: Psalms 94. We're gonna read just two verses there from 17 to 19. Um, <clears throat> a pastor was preaching a sermon on suicide, and uh as he was preaching, someone in the congregation sent a note to him just as he was preaching. And what it was it was a the note was from an ex military man who was in Vietnam and uh the man said on the note, he says, I've been there. He began to just explain a little bit that, you know, he sat there with a gun in his mouth, ready to blow the trigger. But uh, he said, Thank God, I can say I have not done that. And so I want to preach on this subject here tonight, very tricky subject, but uh, I believe God wants to help us, help some people here this, this evening. I want to preach. A sermon called The Battle with Suicide from Psalms 94, uh, verse 17. Let's, let's begin. It says, Unless the Lord had helped me, I would soon have settled in the silence of the grave. I cried out, I am slipping. But your unfailing love, O Lord, supported me. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. Father God, I'm asking for the Holy Ghost here tonight, God. I'm praying, God, speak way beyond. I'm praying for the potency of the Holy Ghost. I'm praying that you will heal and deliver. I'm praying that the yoke of darkness will be broken. I'm praying, God, for healing of minds here tonight, God, and deliverance by the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. The battle with suicide first and foremost let's look at the fight for life now in every person our, our very blood type cell makeup God has designed it to cop. it's got like a combat mechanism within it amen you know we have a, the white blood cells uh, and this is a part of our body's immune system our body is designed in such a way to fight for life our bodies are designed in such a way, amen, to fight, amen. And so uh, uh, when your body gets infection, there's something uh, our blood cells go uh, uh, into action uh, and they're fighting against that disease or they're against that infection. Uh, uh, it's like our bodies are made uh, with, with mechanisms in them to protect and to preserve. You know, Alex Ferguson uh, had a brain hemorrhage, and uh, this is bleeding on the brain. And his surgeon, I believe his name is Joshy George. Uh, uh, after he performed the surgery on Sir Alex, he said, "We're not going to do any f- anything further because there is a high percentage that his brain is going to heal itself." You know, this is in every one of us. But there's a there's a, a, a fighting mechanisms. Our blood cells uh, go to work. Amen. Trying to preserve life. Trying to fight for life. Uh, uh, our, our bodies uh, uh, you know in us amen we're fighting for life and we can look at this biologically from a, a biological viewpoint or we can just look at it by the human will itself you know the human will a normal human will the normal human will of mankind wants to live wants to fight for life you know and we're seeing this in all sorts of ways uh, you know, some of them we don't agree with, and we get it. You know, we got Greta Thornburg, uh, You know, to you know, even even this week, the, all the climate change is going on down at the West End. People gluing themselves to selfridges and causing all sorts of uh, roadblocks down there in the West End, and we don't agree with what they're doing and all that. But behind it all, uh, you know what they're really fighting for? They're fighting for life. They're fighting for existence. Even though we know that, listen, God's in control and God will take care of the planet when he's ready. He'll come for the planet when he's ready. You know, there is someone called Elon Musk. He's the CEO of Tesla, probably one of the richest men on planet Earth at this time. And so he's doing some space programs, space operations, and to see if life can exist on Mars or see if life can exist up in space, and so again, it's the same thought. Within, the, within the, the seat of all of this is that they want, you know, wanting to bev- preserve life, wanting to fight for life. In the, in the seat of all of this, amen, in mankind, we want to fight for life. You know, Alina Brown, I remember when she first became a nurse, and she had this weird experience, um, quite a so- somber one, um you know as a nurse she was there with people and um, you know in their last moments and so she was with a lady as uh, she stepped into eternity and so she's in the room uh, and uh, Alina described that it began it, it, it began to get quite airy in the room the woman uh, uh uh on the bed she's looking in the ceiling she's looking in the corner of the room uh, and uh, uh, this woman passed away into eternity and so Aline is there and she's wondering what is this what is death and she began to ask questions you know what is death I remember her being in the youth at that time and asking us you know what is death and you know we were kind of struggling to come up with an answer and I remember her coming into the office one time when Pastor Richard Ruby was around and again she just began to ask the question and I remember Pastor Richard Ruby speaking up and said listen death is an enemy it's a force that comes against a, Uh, uh, the very uh, uh, nature of God, which is to fight for life. And so this is why it's a dysfunction of the will when someone wants to take their own life. Something is definitely wrong when someone wants to take their own life. You know, suicide is a word that gets flung around and, uh, you know, it's in the newspapers and so forth and we see it from but it's no joke. It is no joke. You know, within our world, they say that 700,000 people die uh, and the the cause of death being suicide. They say that every 40 seconds, one person takes their life. They say that one out of 6,500 children die of suicide between the age of 10 to 14. Four males to every one woman commits suicide under the age of 25 they say that 200 this is in america here this this this, this one here is 2 200,000 people in the army attempt suicide every year every 25 hours someone in in the service commits suicide more people commit suicide than are killed in car crashes now you only got to see that statistic to, to realize something's going on. Something came right. For mankind, amen, just to want to give up, amen. For mankind, just to want to head in this direction. And, you know, if we're, you know, here this evening, I don't believe it's too foreign from us here this, this evening, amen. You know, I, you know uh, uh, for myself, amen, I know that this has hit even in the doorsteps of not my personal family, but my family per se, yeah. amen. Uh, that this has come to my doorstep, someone trying to attempt suicide amen and I believe you know you know uh, here tonight maybe in your friendship group uh, maybe in your family amen you know someone who's attempted uh, or thoughts of suicide amen and so you know it's come very close to home uh, for most of us here you know in England this country they say on average 18 people per day commit suicide in this country suicide is a the biggest single killer of men under the age of 45 here in the UK. Now, listen, you, you could be of any walk of life. It's, it's no re- respect of any person here, amen. You could be up there. Uh, you could have everything that everybody would consider to be the perfect life. Uh, we've seen those who have made money, amen. We've, we know Chris Bentner. Some of you would know him, uh, uh, a WWE uh, world champion wrestler, wrestler. Uh, in the in the states, Amen. We we heard the news of him committing suicide. Not just him, but killing other members of his family. Very. Very sad, and then recently here in this country we've had all the Love Island situation. Caroline Flack, amen. The presenter, amen. Uh, again, would 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 be perceived to have everything. She's got, she's well known. Uh, 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 you know, uh, um you know, she, well, you know, the life that everybody, a lot of people would want to live per se. And uh, here's this lady; she commits suicide. Uh, 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 you know, allegations surrounding that, and then contestants as well on on Love Island committing suicide Uh, amen there was Sophia and then a few weeks later her boyfriend commits suicide and on it goes Mike uh, uh, another contestant and so it goes on uh, 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 you know because suicide has no boundaries no one is exempt and it's even even hit within the church you know there's an article that I read and it says, is, is God the answer to the suicide epidemic? And it goes on to say that someone who attends religious services is significantly less likely to kill himself. But we understand that this plague still lingers. Thank God, amen, we, we can say amen, the statistics go in our favor, amen. But we know that this still lingers, amen. We hear of a, a Gerard Wilson, this is a, a pastor in the U.S., Now, he built his ministry on mental health. Him and his wife, they founded uh, the Anthem of Hope ministry. Uh, This is dealing with people with depression. Uh, They focused on this. This was their ministry. This is uh, what they gave themselves to. But yet, last year, he took his own life. See, the Bible isn't shy about this theme. I believe there's seven instances of people... uh, committing suicide or taking their own life. In the Bible, we have King Saul, the Bible says, who fell upon his sword. Obviously, we know about Judas hanging himself. We know, about, you know, we know that there were those who struggled with thoughts of suicide. You can read the Psalms of David or you can read about Elijah. He's struggling in his mind. We can read about Hafiel. I believe his name is. The Bible says in 2 Samuel 17, how the Bible says that when his advice is not followed, that he saddles his donkey, Uh, 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 goes to his house, and he puts everything in order, and then the Bible says how he goes and takes his own life. And so we can see that people wrestle with this. Uh, The Bible's not shy or or doesn't keep that away from us. Uh, There's a a, a wrestling with this. Uh, Amen. And so the question here this evening uh, is what leads people to this? What leads people there? So let's look at being caught slipping. Now in our text... It says in verse 17, it says, unless the Lord had helped me. Now, this is, they believe it's a psalm of David. And so, you know, if you think about that, this man has not totally lost it. He still has his faculties about him. He knows exactly where he is. This is not a, a, you know, a figment of his imagination. He knows exactly what's going on. But this is a time of intense mental Stress. So what's interesting about David here is that he sees, he finds comfort in the silence of the grave. His life has become too loud, too loud, amen. He's looking at his life uh, and his life has become too loud. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on in Dave's life. I can't, you know, I was trying to work it out through commentaries and stuff like that. It's not very clear what was going on, but whatever was going on, was just simply too much for him. Life has, the, the, life's loudness, uh, 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 you know, uh, so loud in his life, amen, that he begins to view silence as comfort. I just want silence. Life is screaming at me, yeah? and all I want is silence. You know, yesterday, uh, I was in a calf just trying to uh, do some work, and I'm there and, and, and some kids came in, you know, some uh, families came in, some kids. Uh, and, you know, just noisy, just making holy noise, running around. Can I get an ice cream? Can I get this? Can I get that? And, uh, you know, I, I, to the point I can't think. I couldn't think. And, you know, I like kids. I love kids. And, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with kids. Uh, but I must admit, I couldn't wait till they leave, until they left. So I could think, I just, you know, in my mind, I can't wait for that moment of silence. And that's just me, but, you know, you know hearing our text, what, what David is saying is that life has become so loud. Life is screaming at him. It, it, it's shouting at him that all he wants is just that silence. And, you know, the volume can manifest itself in various ways. We're talking about just having too much on your plate. You know, that could be physical pain here. That could be, you know, you're going through some sort of physical pain, amen, and every day your body is screaming at you, this pain is just too much. I can't handle this. You know, I've witnessed this with a member of my own family, amen, just got to the place where I just, listen, the pain is just too much could be rejection here, amen, in your own home. could be a situation where, you know, your family and the family situation has caused you somewhat some rejection. Or maybe you realize that those who are hanging around with you only, what, only hang around with you because of what you can offer them. You know, it could be loneliness here this, this, uh, this evening where loneliness screams at you. Uh, you feel like an outcast. Uh, you feel like nobody wants to be around you. It could be continual fail, failure, not being able to succeed in life. You've tried, amen, but everything you tried, amen, it feels, seems like a failure. You know, there's pressure on you. you there's an expectation. You was meant to complete something or you was meant to get these results, uh, 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 but you cannot get them. It could be public humiliation. You know, um... <clears throat> Not too long ago, we had the Jeremy Kyle show thing that happened, amen. Um, you know, I believe the show has been permanently cancelled because one of the casts was public, publicly berated on the show and uh, this man went off the show and then took his own life. And so that show was cancelled. And so to be publicly berated, to be publicly humili- hum- humiliated, could be bullying here tonight that screams at you. You know, how many kids, uh, amen, that we read about, amen, struggling with this very thing, amen, because at school or at college or in their circles, amen, they're bullied, made to feel like they're nothing, people taking liberties with them. Or well, it could be that you just misunderstood. You know, you try and explain yourself to people, but there's always a miscommunication. No one doesn't understand what you're going through. No one doesn't understand how you feel. You know, life can be loud. And all these voices ringing in your head. And it can get to the place where the grave can be a place where you look at it and say, well, that's, that's silence. Silence. The grave can be a place where you look at it and say, you know what, in the grave there is comfort. Verse 17 of our text, I would soon have settled in the silence of the grave. He's looking at the grave like it's good. He's looking at the grave like it's appealing there. Listen, I just want to get there because there's silence. I just want this noise to stop. I just want this loneliness, the noise of loneliness or the noise of failure to stop. I just want peace in my head. you know the old testament state, they viewed death as a state state of silence and so this is this is where you can see our the, the psalmist is getting this from this is how they viewed it like death is just a state of silence so in verse 18 he says i cried out i'm slipping now i don't know about you but listen man one of the worst feelings in life is when you're falling you know there's nothing to And this is what the psalmist is saying here. There's nothing to hold on to. There's no stability. There's no control. I'm losing a grip. I've lost my grip. And so this is what he's saying here. Listen, I'm slipping. I've lost my grip on life. Now, here this evening, I want to say that this is spiritual. Verse 17 says, I soon, again, I'll repeat it, I'll soon, I would soon have settled. In the silence of the grave. Now we may not realize it here, but they—they they may be supernatural driving forces behind the thoughts of suicide. We we'll talk about the voices in your head. The voices in your head says that there is silence in the grave. We're talking about demonic demonic voices uh, in your head. They're ringing in your head uh, that will drive you to this point. uh, Amen. Well, all you want to do is make these voices stop. You know, you tried fighting it. You tried other means. You've tried this. You've tried that. uh, Maybe even a tablet even. uh, But amen. But you know what? It's out of your control. It doesn't work. It's a voice that says, listen, the grave is the only option that's the only option now Ephesians 6 verse 16 says above all taking the shield of faith with which you are you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one now the context here is of an enemy enemy soldiers they're standing outside the city and what they've done is that they've lit their arrows, they've lit the head of their arrows, and they're going to fire the arrows into the city. And what they're aiming for, they want the arrows to hit at the center of the city, around the marketplace area. And what they're aiming for is that the, the place in, inside the city becomes a wildfire, just, just a, a fire that's going uh, everywhere, amen, it's uncontrollable. And that's exactly what the enemy wants to do in our minds. Amen, as he fires these shots. Amen, as he fires uh, uh, his darts. Amen. Uh, 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 this spirit, especially this uh, suicide spirit, it, it doesn't desire just to pop in your mind once or twice. It's desire is to consume your mind. And what it's looking for, it's looking for a place of vulnerability. It's looking for a vulnerable area. It's not, you know, when you're, when you're under pressure or when you've got no answers to certain situations in your life, it's looking for that when you feel like you've got no answer for something. It's looking for a vulnerable place. Now, the Bible in Matthew chapter 8, it gives us some great insight. The Bible speaks about a demoniac a man who had a, uh, was possessed by demons. And the Bible says that he lived by the tombs, which is a great indication, amen. Here's this man, probably grew up in a normal home, probably grew up with a family in a normal home, but because of some sort of entrance uh, of the demonic, uh, amen, now he finds himself around tombs. Now he feels comfortable ab- around things that are dead. He surrounded himself with things that are dead. And so the Bible goes on and tells us about this uh, uh, um story here, amen, Uh, uh, this demoniac, very fierce, uh, amen, nobody would walk that way uh, 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 because of this man, Uh, and so the Bible says that Jesus goes along this way, uh, and as uh, Jesus comes along, this man shouts shouts out to him, uh, you know the story, uh, uh, and so they say, listen, uh, uh, Jesus, uh, if you're going to cast us out Uh, uh, permit us to go into these swine and so you know the story Jesus permits them to go into the swine and what did the swine do the swine run off into the sea uh, and they commit suicide and so what we see here is that the the devil's desire or these demons desire is that their intended end uh, amen is that you take your own life the end uh, the intended end is self-destruction We see this in the world that we live in we see this at work amen you know pastor Stevens gives his testimony and speaks about uh, this curse at work in his family uh, generations uh, amen and uh, a familiar spirit passing them on from one to the other amen plague with this thoughts of suicide thoughts of taking your own life here tonight, it's quite dark in here, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus is able to lift us up. And I want to look at this, amen, as our last point. He can lift you up here tonight. In verse 17, it says, unless the Lord had helped me. And in verse 8, he says, I cried out, I'm slipping. Now, I like that because here's a psalmist saying, listen, <laughs> I couldn't do much, but the one thing I could do is cry out to God. And we know here tonight, church, that Jesus hears us. And I can say here tonight, if you're feeling these thoughts, uh, if your thoughts, if your mind's been bombarded uh, with these thoughts, let me tell you that Jesus hears your cry. And maybe you're here tonight and you're crying out for help, maybe in different ways. Uh, You know, sometimes as humans, we don't recognize the cry. Sometimes, as humans, we don't recognize. Amen. Some people might be pulling away, or uh, uh, you know, antisocial. They uh, uh, um, don't feel comfortable about about being around people, or you know, getting anxious, or you know, lasting sadness, or mute mood swings. Uh, uh, and we don't. Sometimes we don't always recognize the symptoms. But let me tell you that Jesus does. And here tonight, you know what the psalmist does. Uh, Here in our text, the Bible says how he cries out to God. Let me tell you, David cried to the right person. In verse 18, it says, Your unfading love, O Lord, supported me. Here he is. He's speaking about his slipping. But he, he understands that God is able to catch me. And God did catch him. The psalmist acknowledged that God in his love and his providence consoles him in the deepest of his trials see you know at this point you can see that David's not the strongest he's not, he's not the, at the strongest point of his life this is probably one of the weakest parts but just just an ounce of will just an ounce of will to live just an ounce of will to cry out to God was enough to help him you know, the Bible says in Psalms 107, verse 19, it says, then, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distresses. He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Oh, that man would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. See, here tonight, listen, just an ounce. Just an ounce it is what it t- all it takes, amen. If you think about going back to that man, uh uh in Matthew, amen, the demoniac. You think about that story here for a minute. We know the intended end of these demons, wanted to destroy this man, wanted to self-destruct this man, but they were able to do it. Amen. I uh, just announced amen of will to say, Listen, I want to live. Uh, just an ounce of will to say, listen, our God, would you help me? Uh, just an ounce of will to say, God. I'm crying out to you, help me here tonight. An ounce of will to say, Lord, help me. You know, if you set your will tonight to say, listen, God, I wanna serve you, then you're fighting. If you set your will to say, you know what, man, Lord, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna get up and pray, I'm gonna defeat this, uh," then you're fighting. You know, if you set your will to say, Lord, I'm gonna come to church, lift my hands and worship you, You are fighting. You know, David, in our text, just a few things before we close, but we see that David was totally honest about where he was. You know, he wasn't trying to play games with God. He wasn't trying to put his best foot forward. He's totally honest about the struggles that he's having. God, this is exactly where I am. I haven't got time to be trying to be playing pretense with you god i'm slipping you know what god is a god that you can pray those type of prayers you can come to god amen with the deepest secrets of your heart amen you can come to god with exactly where you're at your struggles the things that's going on in your mind your battles you can come to god with here tonight second thing i want to say is that we need to learn how to meditate on hope in verse 19 of our text, it says, And when doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. David's saying, listen, man. When doubts fill my mind, you know what, man? I found comfort in God. I found comfort in, you know, my, my hope was renewed in God. 1 Peter 1 verse 13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and rest your, your hope fully uh, upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ church you know what man the battles in our minds this is where the battle is this is where the battle lies and so therefore we're gonna have to we're gonna have to find some ways to combat this and one of the ways is definitely to ponder on the things of God meditate on the things of God you know what if this is your struggle, can I give you some advice? Get yourself some scriptures on hope and begin to meditate on them. And when I mean meditate, I don't just mean read them and just flip over them. I mean, begin to ponder on these, begin to get them in your system, begin to go over them, begin to pull out words, aim and find out what they mean. begin to ponder, begin to meditate, think over it. Let it be in your mind. There has to be a change of mind. If there's going to be a change in you, there's got to be a change in your mind. Fill your mind. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19. God has given us an option here. He says, today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and cursing. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make or that you would choose life so that your descendants might live and you might, uh, 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 might make this choice by loving the Lord, your God, obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. God's saying, listen, man, the choice is yours. We can choose life here. We can choose to serve the living God. We can choose to overpower this. You know, listen, Again, this is no respect of person. You know, many people are, it's come close to many people here. But God's saying, listen, mate, we can overpower this. The power is in our hands. We can overcome. Amen. We want to pray to, tonight. I want to lead people in a prayer. Let's just bow our heads in the word of prayer here tonight.